Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Storrs, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have somebody on who is an expert in one of my all-time favorite shows. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Hi, my name is Mandy, and I am an expert in the hit TV show, Frasier. Absolutely wonderful. I love Frasier. I started watching Frasier when I was in my teens, but definitely got into it once I was in college and when, especially when streaming services were available, it's a great show just to have on in the background. You can kind of like pick up mm -hmm. a little bit here and there and be really, really just brought into an episode so well. But in my time doing research about the show and watching the show, I've understood it had started out as a spinoff of the show Cheers, mm -hmm. but, and which I have seen some episodes, but wasn't as taken, but it wasn't the only spinoff of Cheers that was planned. They actually had one for Norm, the character Norm. It was called Norm and Norman. <laughs> Basically what was going to happen is Norm was going to move to Oklahoma and start a house painting business throughout the Midwest. So it would have his home base would be in Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma, but he would kind of like go out in a spiral and like kind of a road trip show, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and ultimately though, the thing that made it so the show didn't get picked up is they felt like, oh, if we remove Norm from Cheers, Cheers is not going to be the same. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not the same without Norm. And then also one of the subplots was that the house painting business was a money laundering scheme. And Norm had a history of being an accountant, I believe. And so that was going to be a big, big problem for them. They didn't really want to facilitate discussions of crime. Yeah. Um, like, can you imagine Norm going into a house to like paint something and, and the house guests are just like, Norm! Like <laughs> Exactly. Like That's That literally was one of their main plans is Norm was going to be so well known as a house painter that he was going to be known every house that went into. It would be a delight. So Frazier has a brother. His name is Niles. He has a father, Martin Crane, who had been shot in the hip. He was a police officer. He was in the army or the military of some sort. But Niles and Frazier are both therapists, with Frazier being on the radio. Frazier is a Freudian therapist, so it's all based on Freud's theory, whereas Niles is more a Jungian therapist, but he's presented as more persnippity, maybe, a little bit more OCD. Yeah. But <laughs> ultimately, as the show progresses, despite their idiosyncrasies, Niles is clearly the better therapist. And I've, I don't think you may have heard this, but it's a pretty common description in most shows with therapists that how would Niles Crane approach the situation? So for instance, mm -hmm. yeah. on The Sopranos, how would Niles have helped Tony Soprano? And I firmly believe that Niles would have helped Tony get over his issues much more. It would have been definitely a little bit more of a chaotic show a little bit more slapstick. I think Niles' anxiety would have facilitated a little bit more of danger on his side than Dr. Melfi in that show. I'm unfamiliar. I haven't watched a lot of The Sopranos, but I would imagine that Niles would probably be freaking out at a, at a lot of the hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he doesn't really do too well with the prospect of danger. But ultimately, I think one of the biggest aspects of the show is that they're mean to Daphne for no particularly good reason. And I think that that's, I think that's a bad thing. 
and especially as the show progresses. And one of the things is uh, it, it, it depicts an aspect of American life and lives of people in general that I think a lot of people overlook is when a uh, parent moves back into the home with a child and there's a caretaking dynamic that is going on. And how can those things that you think like, oh, maybe this will just be a short period of time, there'll be physical therapy and they'll be back on their feet, but how these things kind of extend over time. But ultimately, I think it's a show about codependence mm -hmm. and about how even therapists, how these people that on paper presumably would have their lives together are completely dependent upon all the other people that are in their lives to try and care for themselves and everybody around them without actively doing as much work as you would think that they would do <laughs> as therapists to improve. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You would think that Frazier eventually would get some better improved skills at communicating with his romantic partners, but only... Only in very special moments does he really get those. Based on what you've heard so far, about how much of that would you say was accurate? I would say probably 75% of that is accurate. I mean, okay. I have no I, I have no knowledge of the norm spinoff whatsoever. Yeah, most of that information was was correct. Frazier and Niles are brothers. They are psychiatrists. Okay. I mean, therapists, psychiatrists, it's all in the in the realm of mental health. But yeah, they are psychiatrists. And while Frazier is like, kind of nonchalantly rude to Daphne on occasion, Niles is infatuated with her. So yes, he, yes. he kind of like goes out of his way to make it known that like, he adores her without being kind of like without saying it, like, it, it's kind of a theme throughout the whole show that it's that will they, won't they, like, will he ever tell her? Will she ever pick up on it? And I mean, the, the show was on for 11 seasons and spoiler alert, it finally happens, but it does take a long time for that to build up. Right. Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a an aspect of it that I often overlook because it seems like it takes so long for them to get there that it's like a little bit more time with them actually having been a couple would have been a lot of fun to see. I agree. Yeah. Like when they do finally get together, in my opinion, that season is like one of the worst written seasons, I think, because like, okay, now what do we do? Like now that we finally put them together, we have to create this plot line. Mm -hmm. And there's also a development in Jane Leaves, the the actress who plays Daphne during that season, she is, she's pregnant. And so it's right. like, how do we write this pregnancy when Niles and Daphne finally get together that's we can't just throw that in so there was a lot of weird things that were made to kind of go around Jane Leaves absence so in my opinion that season is the most cringy to watch yeah but I think after then it it does kind of pick up that like okay they're a couple and like they work well together but it was a, a bit of an awkward stage for a bit absolutely when did you first start watching Frasier I started watching Frasier in the spring of 2017 and okay. the reason why I started is because around that time, I had made the decision to move from Phoenix to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And so many of my friends who had already lived in Seattle had said like, oh, have you seen the show Frasier? And I was like, no, I've heard of it. Like, I know it takes place in Seattle. And they had said like, well, if you're going to live here, you have to know the show. Like, you have to know all about, all about Frasier. Uh, I binge watched the entire series again, 11 seasons. I binge watched it in three months and the three months leading up to my move to Seattle. So I oh, came wow. into the city like 
fully like soaked in all of the Fraser knowledge that I could <laughs> like ready to go. That's that's amazing. And what what were your main takeaways when you when you watched it? Did it make you feel that you were more prepared for the move or to be in Seattle itself? Yeah. Well, when I watched it, like I I had at that point told my friends I'm I'm making this move. And around that time, my friends kind of also transitioned without me. They would stop inviting me out to places or they would just kind of get used to not having me around. Mm -hmm. So I was in this show while packing boxes and like getting ready for my transition. And I found that I was relying on the show kind of in the way that Frazier's audience, because he's a radio psychiatrist, rely on him for advice or companionship. I see. Weird way that like, I was kind of using Frasier as my psychiatrist, even though like he's a fictional character. <laughs> right. And in the the way that they talk about mental health advocacy, I mean, as you said, like Frasier and Niles, they they can dish the advice, they don't always take it. Right. So seeing that was also like really comforting to know that like okay like not everyone is perfect like even the therapists or the psychiatrists like I rely on for help like they also have their own issues so that's really comforting to know as well (laughs) absolutely yeah some of the therapists that I've known and been lucky enough to meet have articulated to me about how messed up their community is and how this is kind of actually a very good depiction of the zaniness, basically the ability to compartmentalize and help people, but then going home and having just chaos and disorder. Have you found that since you've been in Seattle, you've returned back to Frasier? Has it kind of developed or changed how you've approached the show? I have found, like, I've, I've rewatched it a few times now, and I start to notice, like, whenever they name a neighborhood or a street or whatever like I try to picture exactly where that is in Seattle because the show even though there's 11 seasons of the show only one episode was filmed in Seattle every other episode was filmed on a soundstage in, in LA and I think it's the same set that they used for cheers okay uh, but yeah the the only episode that was ever filmed in seattle was season five episode five which is the 100th episode and it's talking about fraser's 1000th radio broadcast and yeah. so Fra- fraser crane day yeah yes fraser crane day exactly so that was they they filmed it at the at the market at the space needle there's like a, a corner where they are going to go take the monorail. And like, every time I drive back past that corner, I like think of Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce, like filming <laughs> to go on the monorail. And do you know like the date of Fraser Crane Day and all about that? Uh, kind of yeah. Thing? Yeah. So I know that it is September 11th and it is, in my opinion, it is definitely one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite episode, because just how that episode ends, he has gone through this amazing journey to try and get to his special day. And then he is in a cab, I believe it is, and the person's wanting help. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to help you. Uh, And it's just like, that's a great encapsulation of where his priorities are at the Mm. end of the day. Exactly. It's I I watch that episode every year on September 11th as I celebrate Fraser Crane Day. (laughs) Right. And what's another interesting thing about like, 
as I mentioned, when they say a street name or a neighborhood, there was always this theory that because the view from Fraser's apartment is not a realistic view, like mm-hmm. anywhere in Seattle, you can't get that view. Um, the closest place you can get to that view, though, is this area in the neighborhood Queen Anne. It's across from this park called Cary Park, okay. which is the most beautiful view you you get the the skyline you get the water on a good day you can see mount rainier so it's theorized that fraser lives near the Cary park area oh. so every time i go to Cary park i think that like oh i'm i'm gonna go visit my bud fraser but there's oh, one great. episode i can't remember exactly which episode it is. i just remember that fraser's car is in it's like broken down it's in the shop so he and Roz his assistant are taking the bus and he obviously Frazier's not used to the bus system so when he gets on the bus he tells the driver can you stop at third and Highland and Roz is telling him oh no he's just gonna stop when he makes a stop and I looked at exactly where third and Highland is and it's like three blocks from Cary Park So it adds up that he would be living in that area. (laughs) I, I, I love that you did that. You got that deduction to figure that out. That is, that is wild. I love that. (laughs) I was like, I need to know, I need to confirm this theory. (laughs) Oh yeah. When I know if I go to, if I go to this park, will, (laughs) will I run into Eddie getting walked one day? Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. That's fantastic. And so do you, do you feel that you approach Frasier as something that you just like have a besides the Frasier Crane Day episode are there other episodes that you often go back to yeah I am a big fan of season two I think the writing obviously for most shows in their first season they're just kind of figuring it out they're figuring out these characters and season two has a lot of my favorite episodes just strictly based on miscommunication which is a big theme in the show like episode three of season two is the matchmaker right which Frazier's got this new boss and he's trying to set his boss up with Daphne but the boss is gay so when Frazier invites him over the boss thinks he's on a date with Frazier there's a whole kind of misunderstanding with that. Another episode in that season that kind of ties into miscommunication is, I think it's episode 21 or 22. It's an affair to forget mm-hmm. where Niles, Niles's wife at the time, Maris has a fencing instructor who is infatuated with her. So Niles thinks he's going to go like fight this fencing instructor but the instructor only speaks German mm-hmm. and so they have to use Niles's maid who speaks Spanish and German and then Fraser who speaks English and Spanish there's like a four-way translation system beautiful for like Niles to express his anger and the fencing instructor to express his infatuation but obviously lost in translation there right yeah so the I would say see if if anyone is listening and they're going to start somewhere I say start with the early episodes of season one, just to kind of figure out who these characters are. But season two is just one golden episode after another. (laughs) Absolutely. That's fantastic. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me about this today. I had a lot of fun. Yay! Uh, I I don't get to talk Frasier with a lot of people. I mean, especially Mm -hmm. living in Seattle, everyone's kind of over it at this point. So I am... Always happy to talk Frazier with anyone who's who's listening as Frazier would say. <laughs> Absolutely. If people wanted to learn more about you or learn more about Frazier, where 
would you recommend they go? So for people who want to learn more about Frasier, I know that it is streaming on Hulu. Okay. And I I think it might be streaming on Paramount Plus because I know that that is where the reboot will be okay. streaming. So I highly suggest, you know, taking a watch at them. And if people want to learn more about me, I am online on any socials at Mixtape Mandy, and that's Mandy with an I. Or if you want to follow my music, because I'm a musician, I'm Lane Lines, so I'm at Lane Lines Music on any socials, or you can listen to my music on Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, any of those under the name Lane Lines. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt's Planning.